when you're up against a hostile room of people who don't want to be there, you need real strategies that get results. Welcome to From Hostage to Hero, the show that gives you practical advice you can use right now in the courtroom, boardroom, or classroom. Learn how to move your unwilling audience to one that is invested in what you're saying, eager to participate, and engaged in the process. Learn from the attorney whisperer herself, your host, Sari Delamont. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of From Hostage to Hero. Glad you're here. Today, we're going to be looking at the last limiting belief. Well, I laugh. The last limiting belief. I'm sure that there are more than six, but the last that we're going to be looking at in this series, and that is losing means I'm a bad trial attorney. You know, when we look at winning being the only acceptable outcome, obviously the reason we think that is because we hate losing. And I get it. Losing sucks. It's awful to lose. I it, it hurts me every single time a client of mine loses. So don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to sell you the story that losing is fun. It's not. It sucks. But we're going to go deeper in today's podcast because it's not even losing that's the problem. It's your thoughts around losing. It's that when you lose, you make up a story where you tend to think, well, that means that I'm a bad attorney. Now, we talked about this in a couple, three or four podcasts ago about the CTFAR model. And for those of you who didn't listen to that podcast or need a reminder, remember, that's the model that talks about how we think about things affects how our result. So for example, C stands for circumstance. So let's just take the circumstance of losing at trial. So circumstance, I lost a trial. Now the thought that many of you have around that is I'm a terrible trial attorney. I'm a bad trial attorney. You may not say that out loud, but ultimately there's got to be some kind of thinking around that because what comes up next is you start to feel just depressed and maybe even a little scared which that's the feeling, the F part. And then we go to A, which is action. And the action when you're coming from a depressed, scared place is you start settling more cases. So you don't have to screw up again, quote unquote. And then that, of course, results, the R, in rarely going to trial. So let's change our thoughts. So the circumstance stays the same. I lost at trial. The thought, however, is here are all the things I learned slash want to try next time. That then produces a feeling of excitement which then produces an action of this eagerness to go to trial, which then produces a result of becoming a better trial attorney with each trial that you get to practice at. What you think matters. You know, if you want to really focus on helping the jurors move from hostage to hero, you first have to rescue yourself from your hostage mentality, from these limiting beliefs that have kept you hostage for years, whether that's the jurors are the enemy or that winning is the only acceptable outcome or that the stories you believe, they're true. And here's one story. And the reason I, th- I didn't put this under the stories one is because this is such a pervasive one. I wanted to spend some time on it just on its own. And that is this idea that if you lose, that means you're a bad trial attorney. Listen, you can choose your thoughts. I don't think most people get this, and I'm going to say it many times in lots of podcasts, but you can choose your thoughts. Most of us walk around thinking every bullshit thought that's in our head is true and real, and it just so isn't. 
And we think that when things happen to us, like losing a trial, that there's no other option but to feel shitty about it. Now, losing isn't fun, like I said at the beginning, but we do have options about how we choose to respond and think about that. I mean, in my mind, there's really, there's a variety of things, but there's two things that I want you to consider as other alternative thoughts to losing at trial in terms of the reason for losing or maybe not the reason, but maybe let's, let's, let's kind of walk through this together. So the first one is, you know, there must be a reason why I lost at trial. What is the reason? And so my first answer to you is absolutely nothing. Maybe there's no reason why you lost at trial. Maybe you did everything perfectly. Maybe you did everything absolutely exactly the way you should have done it. And maybe those six or eight or 12 people just fucking made the wrong decision. Isn't that possible? Okay. Maybe it's not possible that you did every single thing perfectly, but isn't it possible that they just got it wrong and that there's nothing you could have done to make this particular group of people find for your client? That has to be one of the options. In fact, that is the option many times in trials. Sometimes they just fucking get it wrong and there's nothing that you could have done to change that. That's one possible thought that you can think when you lose at trial. Another possible thought that you can think is what shit do I need to fix? And, and I mean that quite honestly, is that every time you lose at anything, right? Anytime you stumble, you make a mistake, you fail. For example, I'm currently involved in a weight loss membership. And it's all about thought work. I mean, it's all about thought work. She doesn't give you diets to try. She doesn't give you exercise plans. It's funny that she's got thousands of women who are in this particular membership who are just clamoring and would lie in the street for her. And she doesn't give you a diet or exercise plan. It's just, it's wacko how absolutely successful this woman is. And the reason why she's so successful is she's so fucking sane about this idea of weight loss. And her thing around weight loss is that you have to fail in order to lose weight. Meaning if you go into this as some new diet that's finally going to rescue you from all the other diets that you've tried, and then of course the first time you fail, you go, well, this didn't work either, and you go you go on your merry way, that's not going to serve you. You actually have to continue to try things and fail at them to learn what it is you need to learn. It's that most of us who struggle with our weight have not learned why we're overeating in the first place and haven't really been through the process of failing and then looking at the failures and saying, what can I learn from this so that I don't have to do this again? And sometimes you do have to do it over and over again until you finally get it right. And I just think that's fucking revolutionary. And I think that's what's missing for many of you when you go into trial is that you get so locked in this idea of, oh my God, this means I'm a bad trial attorney. I've done something wrong. And maybe you don't go as far as saying you're a bad trial attorney, but maybe you just go, I did something wrong. You know what that, that is? It's a fucking distraction. It's a way for you to put off the real work of just fixing your shit and becoming a better and better trial attorney. You know what? I'm not saying this is easy. This is why so many people don't end up losing weight. This is why so many of you do not go on to be the 
kick-ass trial lawyers I know you can be is because you fucking give up. You, you come across the failures, you come across the losing at trial and you think, I can't handle this. And so you drop out, you stop going to trial. Maybe you even stop becoming a trial lawyer. And that is a sin. I mean, that is a loss because this is not what needs to stop you. Okay. This idea of failure as this horrible thing that somehow marks you like the mark of Cain as the bad trial attorney. And believe me, I get it. It's so popular to go to CLEs and trade war stories and all the wins that you had. And it, and it fucking sucks when you just lost your latest trial. But I'm telling you, the path to greatness is by trial and error. It's by learning from your failures. Because you know what? You do not learn as much from your wins as you do from your failures. You know I'm right about that. That's true in life and in court. If you were winning every single trial, maybe you would be listening to this podcast or need me at all, but you certainly fucking wouldn't learn anything, right? Maybe you hit on something that's just you're able to do, but the rest of us, it takes trial and error. And what I'm asking you today is, are you willing to do that? Are you willing to give up this bullshit limiting belief of, well, if I lose, that means I'm a bad attorney, which is just a distraction, and instead focus on what you can do, which is either, and probably both, deciding that, hey, these guys got it wrong, and there are things that I can do better. There are things that I can learn from this. See, because that propels you forward. That actually gives you momentum. That helps you continue to grow as a trial attorney when you decide to change the way you're thinking about your loss and make it into something that propels you forward and grows you, not as a, just as a trial attorney, but as a human being. And that's what I'm interested in. That's what I'm interested in is helping you not win at trial necessarily. That is certainly something that we want to make sure that we do everything possible that we can can, but that you can win at life, that you can see this. You know, my husband, who's also a coach, he said to me the other day, I said, this year has kicked my ass. I mean, just in the last five months between my own health problems, I've had this weird tooth thing going on, this weird skin thing going on, this weird esophagus thing going on. My dad had a knee surgery. He got re-hospitalized for that. My mom's had two bouts of vertigo. She was hit by a car. I mean, like her like body, like she's walking in a parking lot and she's hit by a car. I mean, it's just been one thing after another. My daughter just turned four. Let me tell you, year three was just crazy. And so I said to him, I said, I'm just, ugh, I want a different year than this year. I hope next year is better than this year. Now we're not even halfway through this year and I'm already saying shit like that. And my husband says, next year, you will still have elderly parents. You will still be a business owner and you'll still have a young child. I mean, those things aren't going to change. The only thing that's going to change is how you respond or choose to respond to those things. And man, was he ever right. I mean, that's what I'm talking about here, folks. You'll never erase the possibility of losing. That's just not even on the table. That's always going to be a possibility. So no matter how much you try to inoculate yourself from that, it's always on the table. What you can do and what I want you to focus on is how you respond to that, how you use both the possibility of and the actual losses to create a life that is meaningful, one that is helps you learn and grow as a person. Because I have really zero interest in helping you just win a trial. I mean, that 
I love winning just like anyone else. I love strategy. I love communication techniques, but that's not the whole purpose here. My whole purpose in helping you is to give you both master court and master your life, because that's really where this gets good. Mastering your life is only going to help you in court. Okay. It's not like there are two different things that you can compartmentalize. And so that really brings me to the final thing I want to talk about in today's podcast, which is one of the ways you can get around this whole idea of losing being the most terrible thing that can happen to you and what it means is you've got to have something else. And this would have been appropriate to talk about in the last um, uh, podcast too. So if you haven't listened to that one, go and listen to that one. And you can apply this to both of these podcasts. They're so connected. Trial has to be about something bigger than winning. It just does. I mean, if that's the only reason you're in this is for the win, to for the money, for whatever, Lord help us. This You are not going to be happy. Trial has to be something bigger than winning, or it has to be something that can get you, quote unquote, through the the losing piece. You know, I, I remember talking to Rick Friedman. Of course, those of you who know Rick, he's the author of Rules of the Road and Polarizing the Case. And I, I, he'd lost this big trial and I emailed him and I said, I'm sorry, you know, to hear about that. And he said, it's okay. We'll get him next time. Now, who's the them in that sentence? I, I mean, the people in this particular trial, they're gone. They, they, they got away with their egregious behavior. I mean, there is, they're not going to, he's not going to get them, those actual them again, because that's over. So what he's saying is he's speaking of the bigger them. You know, Rick takes the long view of trial. He isn't in this to win necessarily. He's in this to change the world. I mean, anyone who's heard him speak in the last couple of years knows that he's on a crusade to hold corporations responsible for their behavior. That's what I'm talking about. That's why he can say, we'll get him next time, because for him, this one trial is just a a square on the quilt (laughs) of why he's in this. It's just a thread of this bigger thing that he's in this for. You've got to have some bigger thing too. What are you in this for? Because then the losses are just part of the whole game. Okay. And when you're in it for something bigger, that's when you can really absorb the losses, learn what you can from them and move the fuck on. So that's what I want to leave you with today is what are you in this for? You know, losing doesn't mean you're a bad trial attorney, but on the, on the flip side, winning, you have to be into this for more than just winning. That's the point I want to make. So what are you in this for? Drop by my Facebook page and give me an answer to that one. Um, If you haven't joined our From Hostage to uh, Hero Facebook group, private group, you can do that on Facebook as well. I think it's From Hostage to Hero. Just search for From Hostage to Hero um, and you should be able to find it. We've got a bunch of attorneys in there now having great discussions. I go in there live every week. So make sure that you join us for that. All righty. Until next time, uh, have a great week and we'll talk soon. Thanks. That's it for this episode of From Hostage to Hero. But head to our website, sorrydlm.com, for other must-have resources from Sari Delamart. Read the transcript of this podcast, watch trial tip videos, or download your free copy of Sari's article, Why Jurors Hate the Hobby Question. We're glad you joined us today. And until next time, remember that to lead a hostage to freedom, you must first free yourself. Free yourself.